0: not really a sketch factor and not really like a style factor but somewhere in between is where, is where it hits mm-hmm. and so I, I find that a really interesting direction for, for for parkour to go into but you really have to you really do have to sell it yeah hey welcome back to sts this is a show where we pick apart current events in the world of parkour both of us have been practicing parkour and coaching it for over a decade and we hope that we are able to provide insight into these topics and the world of parkour that you might not hear anywhere else.
1: In this episode, we talk about the SPL2 announcement, fun ideas for parkour competitions, Valtteri's new video, and Jason Paul's marketing tactics. Please jump into the conversation by leaving a comment below
0: and make sure you leave us a like and share this with your friends. Without any further ado, let's get into this week's episode.
1: You have any plans for August coming up? (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, there's, there's something that I'm supposed to, supposed to definitely be here for.
1: <laughs> I think it's around like the 17th to 20th? Around, yeah. <laughs> or specifically. Uh, specifically 17th through the 20th. Oh, uh, SPL 2 coming up in August. That's what it is. Yeah, we just announced the dates um, as of right before recording this, mm-hmm. actually. I feel
0: very adult about it.
1: Yeah, what do you mean by adult? Well, it's
0: the earliest (laughs) announcement, (laughs) you know? This is a very adult move to be announcing a competition that's going to happen next year.
1: Yeah, we actually got it out like in the year prior. This is the first. Amazing. Mm. Um, So what are you most excited about for SPL2?
0: Uh, I'm most excited, actually, to be doing this this European qualifier. Ooh,
1: tonight. European
0: qualifier. Yeah. That I don't know if, if we should. Yeah, we're not going to get into the details just yet on that. But uh, I'm always interested in trying to see how many more people we can get out for this from, mm. from all over. Because I think when we started doing this thing, we were trying to like back when we were doing North American Parkour Championships a big part was like this is my favorite athlete this is your favorite athlete who's actually you know going to be better at this at this thing you know not maybe competition isn't the only determining factor of better but particularly when we're talking about jumps or things like oh so and so could do this running pre you know i bet they could do it and i still feel like sometimes we don't quite get the definitive answer even though we've we've really gone worldwide with the attraction of the event. So now that we're gonna be going out and getting like more opportunities to get people from all over, mm-hmm. we can get closer to having a more definitive answer.
1: Well, I mean, we've, we've always been limited to who comes to our qualifiers. And up until this point, all of our qualifiers were either site here at the main event or across the U.S. basically. So, um, and then you know, there's people who have come from all over to try to compete at an on-site qualifier. Um, you know, from across Europe, including um, including the U.K., Germany, um, the Netherlands. You know, you can list them off, but also even like places like Japan um, and Asia. So like people have been very interested, or South America, you know? Mm. Um, people have been interested in competing in the event, but there's still a limit to how much, how much opportunity there is to even qualify in. And we've opened up things like on, online qualifiers, um, but this is definitely a, a new uh, opportunity here come, going into Europe and, uh, and hosting a qualifier there. Uh, because yeah maybe we'll, we'll find we still don't really know who who is the best i mean basically we should just let ramp- us know in the
0: comments who, is the, <laughs> who best. is
1: the best who each per
0: per category who's the best in speed who's the best in skill who's the best
1: in style yeah who have we yet to see compete who can beat Tim Champion and skill. That's, that's a good my one. that's my question. <laughs> I just I mean like technically Joe came close in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so did Andy uh mm-hmm. in twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Andy Vola. So like yeah, who can beat Joe? And now after seeing um uh the the women's competition in twenty twenty one, like who can beat Renee Damley? Yeah. and i mean obviously sydney in style too right like there hasn't there hasn't been much challenge for her at our event Mm -hmm. in over the last um oh i don't know decade <laughs> but there are definitely some, like i feel like there's there's some people who uh could potentially there's a good, there's a good bracket there sydney but i don't mm. see anybody for that's going to be better than renee in speed and the skill yeah maybe miranda Tibbling? that's a name
0: if she wants to <laughs> if she wants to come out I think that'd be interesting I'm she's uh i've mentioned this before she's really tall
1: yeah, no, she, <laughs> she's always towering over her, yeah. uh, her fellow competitors and and, and, and actually in the podium spot.
0: If I think about parkour competition, if we can go on off on a tangent here, <laughs> we used to have this, uh, when we talked about body types, and I think we had, there was a point in time where I think both of you and I had agreed that, ooh, like this competitive parkour, particularly when it comes to speed and skill, it really favors taller athletes. And then we had some outliers, and I think it's still... Like, if you put a lineup of, of competitors, you know, like the, the bug shot type lineup, and we had to guess, you know, who, without knowing any other details, like, out of these, this lineup, who is going to win skill and speed, I would probably be leaning towards, like, the taller competitors. Particularly that, if they, like, if we're, if we're saying, like, above six feet and below six feet for men, you know, I'd be...
1: That makes sense. I mean, even going back to the years of, of like, like, Mish and Dylan, yeah. Right. Mish Todorovic and Dylan Baker, both six feet plus athletes. But Brandon Douglas is like, mm-hmm. you know, five, eight or Yeah. Right? We always right? had so these,
0: uh, we always had these like hyper talented outliers coming.
1: And then you, even in the later years of Mish's reign, like Jimmy Pereira, mm-hmm. um, also a, a small guy who was just like a master. Jimmy was so good. Yeah. I think he still is. Yeah. Um, But, and we never really got to see his full potential Uh, at at an SPL event, but it's okay. Um, Jimmy Pereira. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I I, I would agree that the taller athlete, I mean, like, Tim Champion is is pretty tall, um, and he's just, like, just in general, his body type is... It's quite a, like if you didn't show faces and you're like <laughs> gonna pick out who's like the best parkour athlete. I'm gonna probably point at Tim,
0: this this lean
1: muscular guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it, and you know, thinking over on the women's side, Renee is actually pretty tall for for the division, right? She's taller than I. Th- I mean, Kaja is actually pretty tall. Mm-hmm. But. Um, but like Sydney is pretty short. Um, Louise is not particularly tall, you know, and, and just thinking about like other, other female athletes in terms of their height, I think Renee has an advantage in terms of height and body type. Yeah. Anyway, so tell <laughs> us who do you think will win per discipline, so skill, speed, or style, and per division, so. Uh, be curious if there's anybody who th- who could dethrone the uh, the current the current uh, champions. So that's all we're going to talk about for <laughs> SPL two. Uh, there's definitely a lot more information that's going to be coming out over the next few weeks about how to qualify, about um, uh, getting tickets and so on. Uh, but we're not going to talk about that much more here. Uh, we did actually just have an event here, um, and it was a fun holiday event. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a speed speed course event. It's called Season Speedings that we've been running for probably like five years, maybe more.
0: Yeah, I think it was actually uh, Alyssa Serpa who who coined the the term tur- the, the name, the name? Se- Season Speedings. It's the one we do. And what's what's unique about it, and I think usually because we do uh, a Halloween event as well, but with those two events, it's it's kind of been a goal to make them more a lighthearted competition. And the easiest way to actually do that, like at a parkour gym, is to remove parkour a little bit from <laughs> from the competition. And I feel like this is, actually this one was, we did that in the, the biggest way <laughs> this time. So other formats, like one year we had, uh, we have a chimney in the gym, right? And so I thought it'd be fun to have people deliver a present into the chimney, which isn't really like a new idea in terms of parkour speed courses, because it used to do like parkour visions. You know, they, they, they had tons of ideas back in the day where, you know, it was like carry a medicine ball while doing uh, an obstacle course. Uh, and then we, we changed it to put this present on a sled like a a weighted sled and you got to push the sled to then deliver it. So again, again, but the
1: sled was decorated so that it was like a winter sled. Yeah. So we get a
0: little further away from parkour. And I I like to think of these things as like the, the equalizer because, you know, we have people that come to the gym that are uh, clearly, you know, more competitive, more athletic and, and, you know, more likely to do, to do super well. And I think some of the, some of our members maybe to potentially feel discouraged to compete when you know that's what they're up against so this year we equalized it even more uh, I was trying to figure out and I wanted to like deliver something in a present and I thought originally I was thinking like nesting dolls
1: oh, those are yeah. like the
0: dolls where it's like I'm I'm full of tinier dolls <laughs> um, but I felt like that was gonna be too easy so I ended up getting Lego and we had a Lego mandalorian like a blockhead and a lego grogu blockhead and i've just <laughs> i did this all like the day of so like i just broke them up into pieces and they naturally broke into like four or five pieces each and then people had to like put them together so they had to assemble them and then put them in a box and then deliver the box like through the speed course into the chimney with a partner uh, so that was a lot of fun <laughs> 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 um, it was a uh, probably a really good test of my patience, because <laughs> I, I set myself, I, I knew it was gonna be, I knew it was gonna be fun, but I also knew it was gonna be kind of a disaster, and it, and it was definitely both, so. A
1: fun disaster,
0: yeah, if you will. So improvements for next year would be just making sure that I probably have another staff member and another toy to build, because I had to reassemble, I had to like break apart and reassemble the Mandalorian like so many times oh. for, for everybody, and that just led to this bottleneck lineup happening for the course. Yeah,
1: I like, I ended up not. I didn't even see anybody running that because I was operating the other course, yeah. and that was like people were getting like rapid fire turns on this, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "All right, this is cool." Like my course was was fun. Like I was, <laughs> that was really fun to watch. Actually, the the one issue there was like some of the the boxes were getting pushed, yeah. so Samson ended up putting some weights in them.
0: Yeah, I had, th- I had this idea where because that was the other theme course is like a floor is lava, except you know it's winter theme, so floor is like ice water and I just wanted to use the spring floor because the spring floor is blue, so it's just a really easy thing to be like, don't touch the spring floor. And then also that allowed for people to be able to go through the middle of the gym to access yeah. seating and stuff like that. So I think it worked except for it's just hard to have structures on the bouncy spring floor.
1: Yeah, it still worked fine. I think everybody had a ton of fun with it and it was fun to watch and it was exciting to watch actually. So like as some of like the, the higher level, um, members started started running it was like getting really excited like neck and neck between a couple different teams mm-hmm. so that was that was pretty fun it, that was towards the end but, but yeah i mean people were there watching their kids were having fun watching like sk- sk- seeing them get like faster like breaking their personal records or or potentially coming out ahead of another group so yeah, yeah it was cool
0: yeah i, I just want to say too if you if you own a parkour gym i think it's always, a, you can follow like the more classic formats and we are gonna have those uh, later in the year. Like we'll do a more formal speed competition, style, skill. We actually have a skill night coming up uh, this weekend. But sometimes you do have to kind of think outside the box and, and just do, try to do fun things uh, because it can't always just be about learning parkour skills. And so I think you'll see, if you do that for your members, you'll see more camaraderie and things build out of that.
1: Well, what was cool about this one was that it was like a team-based activity. And so mm-hmm. you had like people signing up in pairs. And then if you didn't have a pair, then we paired you with somebody who also didn't have a, pair, have a, have a partner. So that was pretty cool. Um, and there was like a couple of really good pairs that, that were made. Um, and then people started like juggling partners like mm-hmm. towards the end, uh, f- at least for my speed course, because um, they had time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, it's tons of fun. I think like it's funny too because uh, I've obviously been well, both of us, but I've I've made the memes and such where I'm you know critical of uh, figs course design and and other things too. And but it's when it's at the highest level, <laughs> you know, it it should be reflective of the sport. So it's all fun to do, you know, hard. Things or different things in this sort of this sort of setting, but at the highest level, it really should be more reflective of the sport. But again, if you if you own a gym, I think trying to trying to find like fun games and things that you can add into parkour, your um, your members will really enjoy it.
1: And I think they did. They definitely did. No, <laughs> people were stoked about it. Um, yeah. Any more, any more comments about season speedings? No, I, th- I think we can that was a fun, move on to the next thing. Event. Okay, well, I guess we wanted to talk a little bit about, we uh, are we gonna talk about Ferrang.
0: Yeah, well, it's specifically we'll, we'll start with, uh, how, do you, how do you say his name correctly, actually? Cause I'm, I'm always got it <laughs>
1: Correctly, or yeah. how do
0: I say it? How do you say it? Valtteri. Valtteri. Yeah. What about his last No, I'm not even going to try loom. I don't even know don't, his last yeah, name. Yeah. It's just Valtteri. I, I, Valtteri not... maybe he can be like, is it Valtteri or Valtteri?
1: Well, if you're a Canadian, you'll probably say Valtteri. It's not a Canadian accent. <laughs> <laughs> Val, <at all>. Valtteri. <laughs> well, it's like when you, like, Canadians say. A Canadian
0: accent?
1: Canadians say Mario. Mario and Luigi. I say Mario. You do? Yeah. You're I, the I've only heard, one. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard Mario.
0: And then whenever people say Mario, I always think that that's like the correct and that I'm getting okay. it wrong. But I say, right. I say Mario. This is an
1: aside. But okay. So what do you call the famous Italian food that everyone would eat? Spaghetti? Okay. That, not spaghetti, but the like, the class. Pasta? You say pasta? Yeah. <sighs> okay. Have you been getting a lot of pastas? Everyone says pasta here. No, it's incorrect. Yeah, exactly. I agree. (laughs) So it's Mario and pasta, not Mario and pasta.
0: Okay. I feel like that could be an American pronunciation, though. In a lot of like a lot of American dialects, it It definitely "ah" could instead of the uh. It
1: definitely could. could. It's like, but there's also like, basically Canada states. You know. Mm-hmm. Like uh, <laughs> I don't know, a bunch of a bunch of the Midwest, like the north. Sure. Then in the north, Minnesota, that's basically mm-hmm. Canada. Yeah. Let's be real. Um, <laughs> so, uh, okay, so so Valtteri, jeez. <laughs> uh, so the name of the video was forever incomplete. Mm-hmm. Is that because it? Because w- w- I think I read somewhere that,
0: that he was recording for a couple of years.
1: Yeah, I think it was just like, he's never going to be done with this video. And then mm-hmm. he finally, he's just there, yeah, done. But it's yeah, no, that forever is. <laughs> and complete. Yeah, I yeah, agreed. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's the concept behind it. And it was divvied up into two parts. So there was like kind of this first section, mm-hmm. um, which was more like combination-based you know, in lines and stuff. And then there was the second section, which was like heavy hitting, almost Capstone-esque like type style of movement. Yeah. Um, Did you have a favorite section, part one or part two? Uh,
0: I didn't have a favorite section. I I think overall I was surprised at how much parkour was in, like in terms of... Classical traditional. or traditional parkour, you know, instead of instead of just a heavy uh, flip style, um, I was surprised and, and impressed with how much how much parkour was in it.
1: Yeah, um, I could agree with that. Yeah, I think the, and it's interesting because I feel like I never see that much from him. Yeah, like days. didn't he
0: didn't he originally come on the scene as like a twist guy? Yeah, like the like triple. Yeah, he was
1: one of like the early like triple. Yeah,
0: that was like all for the longest time. That's all I had in my head when it came to Valtteri was that triple twist guy. (laughs) But I think I think I think he was uh, yeah he was just talked about that way initially with like some of his er, er, earlier videos like pre farang Yeah, yeah,
1: he's definitely he's definitely more like at least when he first came on the scene, he was definitely a twisty, like, flippy guy that, um, in my mind as well. Um, But then, you know, he, I mean, he still obviously did stuff, but I think this was a really cool showcase of what he actually can do. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I, I preferred, actually, the part one of the video. It was longer, and I felt like it really demonstrated a mastery of, like, various styles of movement that were combined really well. Hey, sorry for
0: this quick interjection. We hope that you're enjoying the conversation and that you're getting insights into the world
1: of parkour that you wouldn't hear anywhere else. And remember, STS is ad free. So please leave us a like, a comment, share it with a friend. And now let's get back to the conversation. His, his second part was really cool too, um, but it like I said, it is more like capstone style, which I I love, but it's like massive jumps and drops and stuff like that. But I felt like his first section was really artfully put together in terms of what he was doing movement-wise. Really beautiful to watch. And uh, he's got this like skiing style, right? Like a lot of people over the last several years have been kind of stealing ideas or borrowing ideas from trick or from tricking, <laughs> we've been doing that for First years <laughs> um, <laughs> um borrowing ideas from from skiing mm-hmm. and i don't pretend to know any of this like well, axis also, stuff also
0: rollerblading apparently
1: rollerblading yeah well which is in
0: the in inferring zero which we haven't talked about yet mm-hmm. he does he does a move where when i look at it i'm like doesn't look super impressive. Why did they slow-mo it and put it, and uh, do a separate insert of it? But apparently, quite hard to do.
1: Yeah. So, well, rollerblading and skiing are actually pretty similar. Um, yeah. If you think about the way roller like the way you ride rollerblades and the way you ride skis, is actually similar. Mm-hmm. And so some of the tricks are similar. Um, but obviously, with skis, you have like these really long toes <laughs> and <laughs> heels. <laughs> Um, but I don't pretend to know any of the, like, naming conventions or the way you count twists or things like that, Mm -hmm. um, or the axis, um, but it's super cool to see, like, the kind of shape of his body in in some of these things. And he's done, he did some really, really cool tricks. Like, he did double, double Mm D-leg, um, which the axis was all, like, weird on, and that was cool. Um. And yeah, he did a bunch of other, like, really hard tricks that I probably couldn't tell you.
0: Yeah, I I struggle with the what to make of... over, like, like double D-leg compared to double side, you know? Like, I, I struggle to... Very di- it was
1: very different looking.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's different looking, but I, but I struggle to, like, understand which one is more difficult.
1: Mm.
0: Be- like, you know, like, for example, if you were to learn D-leg before learning side flip.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think a lot of the time that, like, like side flip is like a really standard axis. Mm -hmm. So I think the standard axes are easier to double. Yeah, that makes sense. double front, double Mm -hmm. back, double side flip. But if you're going, and I don't know, maybe, like you said, maybe if people learned D leg and they're really good at D leg, so it's easier for them to pull a second one. But I actually think pulling the second one is more likely to kind of turn you further off axis, mm. which I think it actually happened to him, but he mm-hmm. still landed it because he's awesome. <laughs> well, also when the axis
0: is not going um, inverted, like the rotations seem to become harder.
1: Yes, yeah, exactly. And I was actually talking to Julian about this, and um, uh, I was, yeah, what are you working on? He's like, oh, like a bunch of the, like weird axis stuff, basically. <laughs> I don't think he said it that in those terms, <laughs> but I was like, okay, like, that's interesting. He's like, it's scary, and I was like, what? Why is it scary? Um, you'd think it wouldn't be that scary, but he's like, well, when you have years of like traditional axes like trained into your like muscle memory, like going a little bit out of that range, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're lost, and so you end up like, oh no, where am I? And then you're scared of like the landing because you are completely lost in the air. So. I think it's interesting. So like when you're, when you have like the, like the standard axes, you it's, it's harder to go outside of those unless you're doing it often. Um, So yeah, that's something to consider, but I don't really do many flips. So (laughs) um, there's, yeah, there's so much that I don't know in that world, but it was a really cool watch. So I would highly recommend going and watching that video. Um, and there was actually some clips that were in that video that were also in Frame Zero. Right. Um, and we didn't actually talk about Framing Zero and I actually finally watched it after <laughs> Valtteri's okay. video. And that's why we haven't, we hadn't talked about it, it as a big part of it was because I didn't watch it.
0: I've only watched, uh, both of these once. I, I, I was thinking, oh, I should watch Valtteri's video again before mm-hmm. jumping into this chat, but did not do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The one, the one trick he does that, that stood out to me, um, is like the, he he does a side flip drop like over a rail, with but like shin. but like hit but like intentionally hits the shin on the rail. It's one of those things where like I wonder because it's like slow mode. Now I would actually like to see the the regular speed one, just to see like how it because it's tricks like that. It's really about the how much you can sell it, like how much like the, the amount of time or how close you are to something if you're trying to touch it with part of your. Ball. I think it's a really cool direction for for like parkour to go in where. You're like intentionally hitting something <laughs> with like part of your body uh, to make it. It's almost like like dive rolls sometimes are like that, especially like the you know this the the okay. one arm dive roll. It's kind of like that where it's like oh I'm just I'm doing a doing sort of somewhere in between a front flip and a roll over something, but I'm just kind of touching it a little bit as I go over because it it has like a kind of like a, not really a sketch factor, and not really like a style factor, but somewhere in between is where, is where it hits. Mm-hmm. And so I, I find that a really interesting direction for, for, for parkour to go into, but you really, have to, you really do have to sell it.
1: Yeah. Julian actually has been doing those, like. He, he did,
0: uh, <laughs> he was in the class the other day, and he did like, uh, he hurdled a rail, but then in- intentionally like put his shin on the rail and just did it like so chill and so casually and I was like yes <laughs> yeah
1: man i'm so happy he's doing parkour again cuz he's been doing he's been like doing some really interesting stuff and going in a, d- in a different direction than where he was back when he was a, yeah, a young teenager what's julian's
0: instagram handle i know he doesn't post that much but when he does it's really nice <laughs> he so just i changed think people it should oh, something dude. silly okay. <laughs> so this, this is julian know. Bufaro. who's been coming to the, he started coming to the gym when he was like 10 years old um, it was a really.
1: And he's currently like twenty one.
0: Yeah. So like since he's been, he started coming to the gym, like year one. And then he's kind of he kind of left parkour for a bit and came back. And then there's also Bodhi Fonseca, who's around the same time left parkour and came back, and they're both crazy talented. I think they're all, they're very similar to the um, um, similar sort of come up to to the. Colorado uh, THC crew.
1: Yeah, they're actually very heavily influenced by them. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't find it. <laughs> no, he, did, he literally like like yeah. a couple of weeks ago he changed his Instagram handle yeah. and now I don't know. And it's something like it's like zero dot four nine d I don't know, it's some <laughs> it's some weird, like obscure artsy kind of name. Mm. But it doesn't matter. Um if he wants to be seen, he will be, but uh oh. I spell, no, he didn't spell it wrong. No. I don't think you're gonna find it. But actually, um uh, not. it was originally so he's from uh so he he formed a team back when he was a, a young lad. It's called Team Gem. And actually more recently he actually did post a YouTube video mm. of uh his skill recently. So like this is <laughs> In the last, um it was like last year, I think. And I think it's called Yo Jewel, or that's the original one. Oh, that's the original one. Oh, it's just called Jewel, right there, one year ago. Yeah, I remember that one. J U L, Team Gem, look it up. He's awesome. <laughs> anyway, actually, I think that video has him doing like. That's, on, that's on YouTube. Stuff. That's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah I mm-hmm. don't know. His his Instagram is more uh, more difficult to find. Anyway, Valtteri, Frank Frank Zero. Sick. Yeah. Did you like Frank Zero? Um, Frank Zero was kind of like uneventful for me hmm.
0: to watch. I know like Doe made on his uh, his show. He was, like, raving about it and stuff, and it just it just kind of, like, flew by for me. Um, I don't know what to make of Farang anymore, like, <laughs> in terms of... Like, I, I know, like, it's just a weird thing to say, but I think there was a point in time where Fereng, when, like, when Pasha and Dom were on Farang, it was like, whoa, Farang is, like, like, one of the, you know, the best teams, you know, and now I don't know what... I mean, not that they have to be anything, I guess, you know, um, it's just, like, it didn't really stand out to so, me as, as like, it, 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 their releases don't stand out to me, so like that release in particular didn't stand out to me as like, oh, I have to watch this. Mm. Whereas like, oh, I have to watch Capstone, a lot of big names in there, you know? Um, and then the same, you know, you got Joe Scandrit in both, right? Uh, and he's always like, he did cool things in that too, and he's always doing cool things. Um, I think just some of the members, like you have like Jason and and Anon, um, who both do like really cool things, but again, not like world class, so I'm not moved to Really like I have to tune in to watch it
1: interesting, and I don't know if that
0: if that video was like really um, promoted that that heavily either to 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 draw to it. Um, I think like Volter's video was promoted a little bit more
1: yeah I really liked Rang zero <laughs> I watched it after after watching Valtteri's video and and I lo- I mean, obviously, Joe Skandrit, more of him is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, even Dom showed up for it. Like, he did a front flip that was, like, really, like, it was a really skinny front flip. And, you know, I well, this am is super like, into so that this kind of because This is,
0: like, weeks ago now, and I haven't watched it yeah, since. Yeah, so, yeah. I,
1: I, I will get, so, like, there's parts of it that I, you know, I'm not, like, m- mo- like, super impressed by. Uh, but it's a fun experience, which is, like, mm-hmm. the the goal, what was it? The goal, like, post thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, that was, like, all right, yeah, I'm not, like, wildly impressed by it, but it was a fun watch. Um, Jason did this, like, really cool, like, traverse thing um, at a separate part of the video. Also had, like, a weird bail off of the same... Sli- like sliding descent that Joe did.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
1: And that was just like, I don't know, anytime that kind of thing happens, it's always exciting to watch. So, um, And then they had like a little like funny commercial thing that was in, in the middle of it, mm-hmm. right? Like use code Fereng Zero to get 0% off yeah. of clothing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, to me, Fereng is a clothing brand, lifestyle brand, like, they're not necessarily, like... I think they're trying to stay on top of, like, having some of the best athletes in the world. Dom and Skander are examples mm-hmm. of them. Uh, and Valtteri. Um, But valtry I think, does the clothing designs. Mm. Um, and then... Yeah, I don't know. Like, a- Anon and, and is clearly, like, kind of a jack-of-all-trades kind of guy anyway. Like, he doesn't seem, like... Super deep in continuing to improve at parkour. Oh, he's I mean he's trying. We're, we're like the he's same. He's still age. doing parkour, but he's not like like he just trained for a fight recently. Yeah, <laughs> you know like uh, and then same same with uh, well Jason is is still an athlete, but I think yeah. he's he's started like you'll I think we're seeing that generation mm-hmm. move away from being the best parkour. Well, there, there was a point in time where
0: I would have like. I mean, he won world championships yeah. in style. So there was a point in time where like I would have made the argument that Jason Paul's best in the world. Um, I think I think also his his parkour is really underrated. He's known for tricks, he's known for putting together flows, and then he's, you know, delved into breakdancing now and tried to mix that in. But he also has like really high-level parkour that doesn't get I don't know, he just doesn't show it as, as much. But, but when he does, I don't he think does, he's as interested in it. Yeah.
1: I think he's more interested in the, like, how can I, like, create something this with this piece of... with this one structure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that is driven by, like, I want to get better at breakdancing, right? Yeah. Um, which, personally, that's not my favorite. Um, but there's no denying that he's a creative... Mm-hmm. Individual Yeah,
0: it's like there's there's plenty of room in parkour and everything just to like do whatever you want with it, you know. Like you can, there's there's plenty of room for that. I think I think it gets weird for me when we start to talk about competitions and things like that, and trying to say like who's the best and who's the most creative, and you know, just when it when it becomes com- when it becomes about comparison, then it gets really weird because like I don't know what to make of, of stuff. Um, it also gets weird when you're trying to tell someone what parkour is and Jason Paul is doing like break dancing in the middle of stuff, and I'm like, oh man, this, like, how do I explain what this is to someone? If, 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 if I have to use like his catalog, for example, to, to show someone what, what parkour is, it can get really weird.
1: Yeah, I agree, but it's like the same thing with a lot of like switch walking. Like when, when you see people do the switch walk or the various like ski influence tricks, Like, I literally can't do any of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could switch walk. (laughs) (laughs) I could switch walk, but I can't do a lot of, like, I can't do a lot of the ski-related tricks, but I can do traditional parkour. Mm -hmm. So I can show people what parkour is through my lens, but then Mm -hmm. somebody's like, oh, well, can you, like, I saw some guy do this. Can you do this one? No, I can't. I cannot do that um well i saw some guy do like flares on the green like well that's break dancing mm-hmm. but he was doing it on a wall so that well i can't do yeah. that still <laughs> i can't break dance on a wall um so yeah I, I agree and it's like this it's this weird thing about parkour which is that we've put everything under the umbrella of parkour and while i in general agree with that as a as a concept i think they're like lines sometimes are important to draw
0: yeah i think one time we had this uh and we may have said it in this way before too on a previous uh, recording but like we used to talk about parkour as a as a spectrum like a straight line and then we had another conversation where we're like actually no it's a circle <laughs> like everything in this circle is parkour but it, there's like a bunch of different things that could go in the circle and then the for, you can you can start to get to the very outside or edge of the circle, I guess.
1: Yeah, and it starts to bleed into other activities. Hmm. Parkour just skateboarding without a skateboard. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's definitely not. We uh, we don't really need. We shouldn't <laughs> really go into like what is parkour because we. We, uh, that's a
0: bad podcast. It's a bad podcast yeah. Yeah. discussion. I did want to talk more about Jason though. Let's talk um, about Jason <laughs> in a good, he's actually, on the West
1: coast right now.
0: Oh yeah, I think I saw he's in, he's in Portland. He's in Portland, doing yeah. some Doing some workshops. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, I've been very like business minded <laughs> as, of, as of late and uh, I just, I just happened to notice that like he's doing an excellent job of marketing. And I think that anyone who is in the parkour scene but particularly trying to make a career out of parkour uh, should actually pay attention to what Jason Paul's doing there's some things that he's doing that I think some people might you know might not care for or whatever but I'll, I'll, I'll try to go through like a list here and hopefully you can if I, if I miss anything but um, so so one is he, he started an, an online course recently and Countless other athletes and gyms and stuff have done that. Um, we've thought about the idea of online course before, but it is a tricky thing to tackle with, with parkour, um, mm-hmm. particularly when you're thinking about retention and stuff. But this is a, probably another podcast. Um, <laughs> but in terms of like promoting his, his, um, his course, I think he has done an excellent job uh, from a marketing point of view because he already has a a big following and he has a big following that he doesn't ask a lot of on the regular. He does like GoPro, um, stuff where it's like giveaways and things like that, but he doesn't really have an account where he's asking people for things a lot. So, so I don't know if this was the plan, but he, he, what I would call that is like he's, he's played the long game in terms of like build audience, um, through interesting content, which is, which is giving the audience value. So it's like, okay, interesting content. And he's always, uh, pushing it with that too. Like he, he did the whole like step one, step two, step three thing, uh, which, which really caught on. And again, some people might not like that, but Hey, if you're a person who's excellent at parkour, um, or excellent at tricks or whatever, and all you're doing is just posting those, those things, There is tons of other people that can do that. So, so you really have to do something that that is going to set yourself apart. I know it's tough to like not have like a gimmick and not make it a gimmick, but you, but you can't be complaining. Like if all you're doing to provide people value is just packaging your, um, your parkour the same way that anyone else can do it, then it's going to be, it's going to be tough to to really stand apart there,
1: let's be real though. No. We're all we're all guilty of it. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, so. it's like well, it's, it's easy to do. Like I often think of like my uh, like Instagram usage as like I don't actually I don't like posting training clips. Like and I don't like recording my training most of the time because most of the training I do is like really really boring. Um, it's gonna be really boring for people to see like I'm just repping stuff, you know. Um, and then occasionally I have like a playful session. I do something, like, oh, that was cool and unique. Okay, I'll post it. But I'm also not like very good, so it's like I'm not I'm not like top tier when it comes to parkour. So, so I'm not going to be providing people a lot of value if that's what I'm putting out there. And so I'm always kind of thinking like, oh, what else could I do different? But it's it's hard. But but he found he found some avenues, um, and uh, you know he has a separate skill set that he stacked on top of that. He has he he's he's a good filmmaker, good photographer that he's able to stack on top. Of his parkour, to put it out there, and again, like his his following is a testament to that.
1: Um, well, he used from, to, he he was like one of the early vloggers. Yeah. In parkour. Yeah. Like he created vlogs that were basically just like this is me having my day today. Oh, mm-hmm. I've got a photo shoot, and oh, I'm just gonna go and do this, you know. Oh, I'm just gonna go and have dinner. And It was like, mm-hmm. it was like kind of like boring content that was. That was well put together, and um, and he made it entertaining enough to watch.
0: Well, let, let's think of the timeline too, because how long ago was that? That was seven years, years ago now, eight, eight now. years, right? So, like, consistency is the other thing. Like, this guy has been consistent, mm-hmm. trying to put out creative piece of content, creative piece of media, time after time, again and again and again to a point now where it's like, okay, I have a big following and I've had some things, because he, he's definitely not as, as good as he used to be either. Like he's, he's branched out, into. We, we already talked about that with like Frank Zero, it's like he's branched out and added different um, types of moves he can do, but he, he's not really like, you know, best in the world anymore.
1: You're, yeah, you're not gonna see him win a, a competition anytime soon.
0: Yeah, like I think, I think there's again. people out there with his, Uh, athletic like able to match him that way or do more but not able to do what he's doing in terms of like putting it into a a piece of media that that people are going to want to watch so with like playing that line that that long game now he is like okay i have a product now that i'm going to try to sell and the product is his online course and i think he had like a free thing up on farang a while back too where it was like an over an hour long like beginner parkour parkour video. So it's not his first time trying to go into this, but, and I think he had an online course before too, but now he's using like his posts, uh, which is another like really genius marketing thing to do. He's using his posts, like the step one, step two, step three thing, which is also- Levels. Levels, sorry. Yeah. Level one, level two, which is also kind of his product um, and using those. So like those videos are going to get views but then on top of that, he's now like, he's now selling something on top of it. Um, The last thing that I think he's doing, like, which is really great, great marketing is he's not, you don't see price anywhere on his posts. He's just asking people to like comment. So it's like comment, start. So if they comment, start, he's definitely sending those people DMS and then, you know, but basically creating leads. Right? So there's a bit of engagement there. Um, And what that's telling you is like so many people, when you get into like selling something, you're afraid of price. You're afraid of like like I'm am afraid of price. When I started, you know, Origins, I'm still still. It's like a tricky thing, you know, to land on price, and it's uh. But it's it's a totally other thing when you can just generate leads, which is what he's doing. So he's getting people like, okay, who's interested, right? You're interested, cool. Send, put start in the comment, and you, you can go scroll down the comments and you see like a lot of starts, mm. and so all these people are getting messages, and you you already know that you have them. That they value whatever you're trying to sell there, and so they're, they're valuing this this uh, course that he's trying to sell. It also feels like exclusive, too. Like you, like it's not just a a website or anything. It's like oh, I commented, and you're you're gonna receive probably like an exclusive DM from Jason, and then he's probably gonna try to sell you <laughs> on the course. But um, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I just think again, if you're someone who is planning to do something similar, <clears throat> whether it's an online course or some sort of other digital asset that you're planning on selling people, you should look, just look at Jason Paul's whole <laughs> like last eight years of like what he's done to build up to this. Um, because I, I don't know what he's, like if he's making good coin off this, but he probably is. Um, and then from there, it's like I, the product actually has to be good to keep people, like to
1: retain them, but. I don't know if he's actually um, selling the course yet though. Or uh, or if he has fin- completed the course, I think he is now. But
0: either way, it's again like you're building. So so even if you, it's, it's it's even yeah. better, right? It's like cool. I'm generating leads
1: before he might even, I even... be pre-selling it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, either way, he's getting he's he's gonna do uh, he's gonna do very well with this, I think. But he is like this is targeted only at beginners right now, mm-hmm. which and then eventually he wants to do like a. More That's the biggest market though. Yeah
0: and probably like the bulk of his following are people that are like, like, come on, you know, like the, the bulk of people interested in Jason Paul and the type of content he posts probably aren't people that are like watching him because they think he's the best or, you know, uh, whatever. It's, it's, it's probably, I wouldn't be surprised if the majority of his followers are already just like beginners in parkour or people that don't do parkour. Yeah. And they're just interested in this guy who's putting out this engaging media to consume. And then thinking about like, oh, I'd like to start, but you know, it seems dangerous. And it's like, oh, but hey, have you seen my level method?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Levels parkour. Yeah,
0: oh. it's really cool. I mean, just uh, you know, props to, props to Jason. I think he's played it the right way. I think, um, in terms of in terms of building a following to eventually build a business, and of course, he also um, you know you know through through farang and everything, also like the clothing. I think he's just done, oh, you, are you pulling up his, uh, you pulling up the, Yeah. Um, up the, is it still Parkour Roadmap, by the way? That was the kind of, yeah, it is. Yeah, that was a funny thing that everyone's touching on because Max Henry has a book called The Parkour Roadmap.
1: <laughs> well, and not only that, but Jason Paul was like on the, like wrote a, uh, um, what's it, a testimonial? Road, uh, or uh, yeah, it? I'm it's assuming what? he just forgot. Yeah, probably. It was a long time ago. Interesting. Yeah, and he's building an email list. He's giving away free content. He has 622,000 followers on Instagram. And that's a big part of it, too, right? Is he has a, a large following that he's able to to dip into, and it's constantly growing because he's making content that people are interested in. Um, with Especially with the level stuff, it's like, oh, this guy is actually not just, um, he's not just good at parkour, but he's showing me how I can break stuff down, and now that's like more valuable, right? Mm-hmm. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like what he's doing. Um, and he's on the west coast, I wonder why he's in Portland. I know. I think Emily's family lives in like San Fran or something. But yeah, that's true. Yeah. But the other thing too is he has time. He has time to do this. Mm-hmm. He's just a bread bowl sponsored athlete. Um, I don't know what he does on his day to day outside of take care of his kid and and media meet and I think well, I think, he's, just, media. I think yeah. he's
0: built up a, a media skill. Right? But this is what. But this
1: is what I mean. Is like mm-hmm. it's not like he has like. Um, it's not like he has like a day job that he has to go to or. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's probably spending a lot of his time building this course, um, so. Hopefully, otherwise, all that marketing is going to because
0: he can't retain anybody. Uh, but, uh, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, um, like, like I, I have nothing to speak of in terms of how how good the, the course the is, is yeah. going to be or anything. Like, uh, he doesn't. Uh, as far as I know, doesn't coach full time so I, I would if I was putting my money into a course, I would want to put it into the person that's putting those reps like coaching people all the time. but also yeah, it's an online online courses are tricky to begin with, right It's like we know that it's uh it's tricky to make an online course for parkour that is going to retain people and get them continuing to learn parkour and, and improve and progress.
1: Yeah, but I, he's probably not necessarily like selling a product that's like membership-based. He's probably just selling like a one-time course. It's not yeah, necessarily yeah. intended for retention yeah. unless he has an upsell later on.
0: Well, Which it, might, it, it should have. be if he wants to keep making money off
1: it. <laughs> yeah, but people are only gonna be beginners for so long, right? Yeah. So if that, the, it's, a, it's a beginner-oriented course, so it's like at a certain point, people are gonna not be beginners and not be his mm-hmm. target market anymore.
0: Well, is it beginners if it's the level, like, like some of his oh, posts, yeah. get to level five, it's
1: pretty, you're getting pretty fancy there, you know? Ye- it's not exactly. Yeah, but it's not, it's not just like this is, <laughs> these are the levels videos and yeah. that's all you're paying for. Um, apparently, it's more in depth than that. And I've, I've just seen some of his stories say, like, yeah, this isn't intended for people who are advanced, it's more
0: mm-hmm.
1: for beginners who are getting into parkour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wants to do another one for, for later on when you're more advanced. Weird. Um, But yeah, pretty cool cool stuff um do we want to talk more about jason paul and farang and give them more uh free uh <laughs> advertising
0: no, i think i'm good on that
1: do you want to talk about josh doey's little uh...
0: little oh yeah no josh Dewey, I, i'm i'm super happy for for josh even though he doesn't watch this um <laughs> i'm super happy for josh and uh that he because he was trying to do a podcast for a long time yeah and like syncing on views and I think it was for him, I mean, I mean, good on him because I think a big part of that was just him, like, committing to it mm-hmm. and trying to get better at it. And the same thing, he's done, like, stand-up and committing to stand-up and trying to get better at it just by getting the reps in. So so I think he got a lot of reps through doing a podcast, through doing stand-up. But he's really seemingly landed on a formula that really works for him because he can edit it down to something short. Like, it's, it's not a podcast. I think he tried to call it one, and it's, like, it's if it's under 10 minutes, I don't know. It's if a it, show. It's like yeah.
1: uh, it's a instance, the movement. Yeah, it's called the, the movement. movement. If you haven't checked it out, we'll maybe link it below. Yeah. Um, but the movement is very funny. It's jokes about parkour and the current events around parkour, and it's kind of like quick and punchy, and it uh, it definitely makes you laugh.
0: Yeah. Well, I think he does a good job too of like reviewing when he's like, oh, here's some tricks you haven't seen or whatever, but he He has a more exciting way of of reviewing stuff
1: mm-hmm. uh
0: that doesn't involve two guys just talking about it for like fifteen <laughs> minutes uh, yeah so so yeah it's it's great for just like bite sized format and I hope he's able to continue to do it
1: yeah, I mean he's trying to do it as a weekly um show, yeah which is hard in park work because there's not a lot of weekly yeah. Going so on. are we STS is weekly yeah um for now yeah but I think like <laughs> we tried
0: that before where we were trying to do like current events and it doesn't
1: well at a know. certain point it, it like you started run, we started running out of current events it's like yeah. how do we even mm-hmm. create something out of nothing like and and Josh right now I think is blessed with this is end of year stuff so there's lots of content that's coming out people are putting out their year edit yeah um uh videos um, and there's just, like, a lot happening right now. So I think there's a lot to talk about. But mm-hmm. I wonder, you know, after, over the next few months, how it's going to start to pan out and if there's still going to be enough to talk about for him to continue doing this weekly.
0: Yeah, I mean, if he keeps doing posts, so, like, if he keeps saying, like, here's, like, the, my favorite clips of the week or whatever, I think he's, he's good.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's, like, another... Um, podcast that's kind of done that JamCast, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. And he he watches JamCast a lot, mm-hmm. and I think it's I, again, I think he's doing what
1: they were doing, but better. Oh yeah. Well, it's like it's digestible. It's like mm-hmm. you know, who has time for a podcast? <laughs> I don't want to watch it. But the, also, if it's a podcast recap.
0: where you're watching clips. Um, then you have to be engaged to like watch what they're like. If we started putting up, you know, a, a screen or whatever in the middle of the thing, and we're watching, you know, Instagram clips and reacting to them because yeah. that's what it was—is was like reacting. It's kind of, I mean, you got to be, you got to be more animated. You got to do a bunch of stuff, <laughs> and and then it also means that people have to tune in for like the whole hour and then and then watch that part too. Whereas, yeah. like, you could be, you know, put this on and, you know, go just go do some dishes or uh, you know, <laughs>
1: go do uh, some
0: dishes. Yeah, you know, put it in your put us in your your earphones and go walk your dog. You know, that's yeah. that's what we're about.
1: <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, I'm. Uh, yeah, never mind. I'm not gonna say that because <laughs> we don't want We want. We don't want to do that. We don't want to have the, the little box of. We don't want to have the the work of putting little box in, of the video.
0: Yeah, I mean we'll see. Like as time goes on, if we can get some more help on this thing, like we can you know add stuff. But like whenever we get comments where people, they actually don't do it so much anymore. But when we used to do STS, and they'd be like, you should put videos of what you're talking about. And I was like, y'all know how much work that is. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, the, like, how, like, yeah, if, if I was, you know if we weren't doing other things, yes, absolutely um, could put more into it. But yeah, I don't know. I will probably eventually uh, bite the bullet and hire an editor one of these days, and you know, have some help putting some of this stuff together. But for now, you get a Johnny Taylor. That's a JT original. Yeah. Um, I actually do want it. Well, well, yeah. Also, there's a whole room around us that that could be a better studio space eventually down the line. But if you want to keep getting these every week, it's gonna be, you know. Simple enough for us to be able to actually get it up there.
1: Yeah, if we have the barrier to to getting it done super high, then mm. it's not gonna get the, done. The
0: second we commit to trying to put more uh bells and whistles, if you will, into this into this program, that's that's probably when it's gonna not happen anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's like revenue generating or yes. something. <laughs> yeah. Like if we had sponsors. Yeah. <laughs>
0: They'd have to be like big sponsors, I know, I not know, just I like, know. not just like, oh yeah, we'll give
1: you a pair of shorts. Uh, it's <laughs> no, it's cash sponsors. Mm-hmm. Um, so get at us if you're interested in sponsoring SCS to make it better, and we, uh, and we'll, uh, yeah. I think that's it for today. Then we'll then we'll do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for tuning in. Please like and subscribe if you want more content from us two geezers.